We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from St. Louis, and the results are not good. The Brewers get one taken away late in this one in St. Louis, and welcome, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, a 3-1 final. Tim Allen, Evan Heffelbanger is here as well. And boy, oh boy, uh, relief pitching. Uh, Going to have to have that conversation tonight and uh, as well as some offense or lack thereof. Uh, I don't think this team is going to hit a ton of home runs, but uh, my goodness, you're going to have to – Make a performance like Corbin Burns pay off here. And, and Burns, he just outstanding. And that would be the good thing coming out of this uh, early season at three and four through the first seven games is that you have the one-two punch of Woodruff and Burns, and they are answering the bell, man. They are outstanding. Uh, Burns today, six innings of one hit, no run baseball, no walks, did hit a guy in the foot, allegedly, and uh, struck out nine in the performance. And you got to make outings like that pay off. Uh, I want to double-check the uh, pitch count on Burns, but I want to say it was somewhere around the mid-'80s. But, um, again, this is what good defense does. It keeps you in a game, and the St. Louis Cardinals did that today. They just had stellar defense today outside of the one little mishap uh, with Wainwright trying to pick off Keston Hira in this game. But defensively, they played an outstanding game and, and literally saved runs, took runs off the board for Milwaukee. And, and it is a 3-1 loss. I, I have a, a feeling there will be a roster move here, and I, I was saying it uh, for the last few days. I'm surprised there hasn't been yet. This team might make sense a little bit more now, or does it? Okay, two things on the Orlando Arcia uh, deal. Uh, maybe Arcia or Urias is over at second base when Wong was removed instead of Robertson. That is a possibility, and Robertson doesn't make the gaff. Um, or you could say they had to deal him because they need a reliever or two to get into the mix here. Because this Yardley Rasmussen, they're still a pitcher short. Guys, they are. It was a concern coming into this season, and it remains a concern. That bullpen is not set. You're looking at Brad Boxberger, who, you know, 
quite frankly, uh, he's a guy they, uh, they, they uh, cut loose here just a couple of weeks ago, and thankfully for him, uh, he has performed. But outside of that, the long man is Suter. Then you've got Lindblom in, in limbo. I mean, what is Josh Lindblom? Is he a high-leverage guy? Is he a, is he a two, three, four, five out guy? Is he a two inning guy? You don't know yet with Josh Lindblom. Rasmussen, allegedly a high leverage guy, just hasn't come through. That's, that's, that's two uh, performances this year. Not to write home about Rasmussen. Just, he's been given the, uh, given the baseball in these uh, higher leverage situations and just doesn't come through. They are clearly guys. They're one bullpen arm short and they are. They know it, and maybe that's why Orlando Arcia was moved for a couple of guys that are looking like they're major league ready. But, man, you, you continue to waste these performances. You know, Devin Williams, I can deal with his little hiccups here. Um, he's still, he still has a lot to prove in the big leagues. He really does. Uh, just a, a short window of time for him. Just outstanding, and he'll get back there, and haters hate her, but you've got to get there. They're having a tough time getting there. Uh, when I get your reaction here, Brewers fall uh, in St. Louis, their home opener. And a final thing on uh, Drew Rasmussen here. Uh, Nolan Arenado should not be seeing not, not a, a fastball anywhere near the plate from Drew Rasmussen. That should have been because look what he did to the hitter after. It was nothing but sliders. That should have been the sequence uh, to Arenado. He's the one dude that... You want to challenge Nolan Arenado, really? Come on. Even if you fall behind him, you're still not going to challenge him. You give him a fastball, it should be at his eye level. Uh, 414-799-1250. A little bit tougher loss. You kind of thought they would make this Corbin Burns performance pay off. Let's get into our game recap if you want to get your reaction in here. Um, What do the Brewers need right now? They need something. And I'm not saying that the, the season is, is off to a horrible start. It's really not. And they're not even playing good baseball. They're three and four. They're playing a little bit more on the clutch side, of course. Uh, a couple of uh, extra inning games. But um, my, at the top of my list is, is a reliever. Last few years. I think you could go back the last several years. Bullpen in this organization has been a strength. I'm not so sure of that right now. Is the bullpen a strength for this team right now? It doesn't appear the middle relief core is. 799-1250. Way back when this thing got going, 315 this afternoon, first inning, Brewers got right to work off Adam Wainwright. Wong, a leadoff walk. Uh, sh- shed a little tears there. Oh, that's adorable. Um, let's see. Uh, Keston flies to center. Yelich uh, then flies to left. Shaw, base hit with two outs. Runners on first and third. JBJ then hit by a pitch to load the bases right there for Lorenzo Kane and Kane drills a baseball. And Carlson just made a great, great catch to, to, probably save at least three runs. I mean, who knows? Maybe Kane's running all day on that one. Man, <clears throat> you never know where the where the game uh, is going to tip a little bit. That was a tipping point right away in the first inning on this one. Bottom half, Burns in trouble. 
a nine pitch at bat to start results in a uh, leadoff triple, but he starts working out of it. A strikeout to Carpenter for the first out, huge pop-up to uh, Nolan Arenado, and then a fly ball ends the frame. No runs, but about, about 25 pitches for Burns in that first inning. Crew, offense, empty in the second. Narvaez with a strikeout. Urias uh, gets an extra base hit taken away by Carpenter. So, again, the defense starting to you know, really take hold of this game for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Burnsy then with a base hit. Wonk flies out to end the frame. Bottom of the second. Burns strikes out the side in order. Four Ks through the two innings, uh, 37 pitches through the two. So pitch count a little bit of an issue. Crew in business in the third, Keston Hira, after a fly out to center in the first. And this one punched to right. Williams can't come up with it. And it gets away from him, and Hira finally has that first hit of the 2021 season. Uh, Now watch him relax now and start getting some much better at bats. Pretty good effort by Williams out and right. Had a long way to go, knocked it down, but Keston Hira with a leadoff double. Had to uh, play that for you. The first hit of the season. Uh, after the 0 for 1 uh, by the fly ball in the center, uh, to center in the first, uh, he was 0 for 20 with 10 strikeouts to start the campaign. He doubles right there to lead off that third inning. Yelich up, a 1-2 count, Wainwright well, he tries to pick off Keston, and he gives the Brewers the lead. And this one thrown into center field on the pickoff attempt, and it gets by Carlson. And here is going to be waved in, and he will score the game's first run. How about that? Yeah, there's two errors. The first error probably on the throw, second error on the center fielder. Well, the Brewers take advantage of their shoddy defense. Yeah, a little bit there for the St. Louis Cardinals. So you get a couple of good plays and one really bad one. Actually, you could say two on that play. As the Brewers take the lead, one zip in that first, uh, in the third inning, I should say. And after that, it uh, didn't go well. Yelich, uh, however, did work a walk. Shaw then with a base hit, two for two. You're thinking it's going well, setting the table, one in, two on. Jackie Bradley Jr. then uh, he strikes out for the first out of that inning. Kane hits a screamer to Arenado for the second out. There's some more defense. Narvaez flies out to end that third inning. They do get just the one run right there. Bernsey, a scoreless third with two more strikeouts. Had five in a row, six for the game. One zip into the fourth inning. One, two, three for the Brewers offense. Holds it at one zip. Burns, how long is he going to go? That's really the question at this point. Burns knocking him down. He did hit Carpenter to lead off the inning, but a big strikeout to Arenado right there. Seventh in the game to that point. Couple of ground balls. Uh, Brewers, one zip lead. Holds into the fifth inning. During the rain, it comes down now. Keston leads off with a strikeout. One for 23 with 11 strikeouts to start the year. Just saying. Yelich, a hard ground out to second. Travis Shaw, two-out base hit. Three for three to that point. Bradley strikes out again to end the frame uh, as the Brewers' offense still trying to find something through uh, five innings. 
Burns, one, two, three, bottom half. Another strikeout. Eight strikeouts into the sixth inning. Starting to get a little late. A one-out walk to Narvaez. Uh, Urias, a deep fly ball to center field. Almost got out of the park. But Burns strikes out to end the frame. Bottom sixth. Burns coming back out. Scoreless rack for Corbin Burns. Outstanding. Another strikeout. Nine in the game. Into the seventh inning. And the Brewers offense nowhere to be found. One, two, three. Yelich strikes out. You talk about um, you know, the sequence to to Arenado from Rasmussen. Now, granted, this is lefty lefty. This is Andrew Miller against Christian Yelich in that seventh inning. A three one count, and he takes a fastball right down the middle. I mean, I don't care if you're kicking the ball over the plate. What are you looking for, Christian? It's a 3-1 count, think fastball, and we talked about this yesterday. I wanted to have you guys keep your eyes on center cut or strikes thrown, fastball variety in fastball counts to this Brewers offense. I don't know where, again, Lorenzo Cain is going to stick up for Haynes and Cruz, the, the hitting coaches, but I don't know where what you're looking for here thus far this season for the Brewers offense. It is way too bad of a habit. 2-0, fastballs, and you're looking at them, and they're called strikes. And Yelich did it right there. Now, granted, I'll give him a little pass. It is lefty-lefty, but my goodness. Ends up striking out in that sequence. Burns' day is done after the Brewers empty in the seventh inning. Yardley enters the game. Burns, six innings, just one hit, no runs, no walks, nine strikeouts, and that performance today, just outstanding. Yardley into some two-out trouble in the bottom of the seventh inning. How many times? Raise your hand if you've heard me gripe about this, about Yadier Molina. Let's see. What does Yadi want to do? He wants to go the other way. He wants to go to middle. He wants to go to center. He wants to go to right field. So let's help him out. Let's work him on the outside corner. That's brilliant, and I'm sick of it. Uh, Yardley uh, gives up that base hit the other way to Molina with two outs. And he gives up a double to Carlson, second and third, with those two outs. Big moment. By the way, Bradley defensively there got to the ball quick and held Molina at third for the time being uh, as uh, the defense uh, showed up a little bit there. They intentionally walked the left-handed hitting Williams right there to bring up Tyler O'Neill. Game on the line right here. It's a one-zip. Can you preserve it to get to the late innings? And Yardley... Gets a ground ball from Tyler O'Neill and Daniel Robertson, the biggest gaff of the year defensively. All right, um, let's see here. Uh, how do I put this? A lot would say uh, any base, bases are juiced. Take take the uh, take the out. I would say field the ground ball and just throw them out at first. The inning's over, folks. He tries to make a move towards second base, slips, throws to first late, and the the tying run scores right there. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where Wong went. But we'll find that out. We'll hear from Craig Council in just a little bit. But that little that little play right there tied the game. But Robertson field the ground ball and so it to first. He screwed that up. And uh it 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 now, again, they didn't score any more in that inning. Fly ball ends that inning. However, 
it does make Yardley face another man. It does rearrange the batting order uh, in the ensuing eighth inning that Drew Rasmussen was facing Arenado in that situation. So it it does affect the game a little bit. Uh, Brewers had not have a base runner uh, just once since the fifth inning. That was a walk to Navarez. Um, and uh, they don't score in the eighth inning. Rasmussen in. Here's where the Brewers need an arm. And and I'm not saying I'm giving up on Drew Rasmussen at all. Not at all. I think he's high-end talent, but he's young. And he's going to have to learn a little bit. It's a tough way to learn. He gets a uh, strikeout. Then he... Uh, then he walks a man, and then he challenges Arenado on a fastball. And I, I'm not sure where that call came from, but I don't think I would do that. I mean, we've we've seen at-bats this year where um, the opposition didn't like a, a Travis Shaw at-bat. You saw it opening day. You saw it opening day by, I, I believe it was uh, Kenta Maeda. Where he, they didn't like that matchup. They were not going to feed Travis Shaw a fastball. He faced eight sliders in a sequence. There's no way Drew Rasmussen, Rasmussen should be throwing fastballs at Nolan Arenado. Sorry, man. I, I, I just can't get over that. Uh, gets a couple of more strikeouts, but the damage is done as Arenado hits him for a two-run shot. It's 3-1. to one. Brewer ninth, a leadoff base hit, Omar Narvaez. Vogelbach to pinch hit for Urias. Uh, horrible call on the first pitch. That was nowhere near a strike. Did put uh, Vogelbach uh, into a hole. He eventually goes 1-2. Wild pitch. Moves the runner to second base. 2-2 two, two to Vogelbach. Works it full and hits it hard. And uh, Edmund, a nice play to take away. A nice defensive play to take away a base hit. Kane uh, McKinney strikes out. And then it brings up Robertson, and he uh, grounds out to end the ball game. A 3-1 Brewers loss as, wow, um, you know, these tight ball games, uh, it's good that you, you're playing tight. A lot of this is set up by Corbin Burns. You've wasted an, another outing out of Corbin Burns. And, um, you know, I, I am impressed with the Woody Burns uh, one-two punch, that's for sure. But what what do the Brewers need? I, th- I think – Two things, twofold. I'll get you after the break. It's, it's two things I think this team needs right now. And one of them can be uh, remedied almost immediately. And I think it's probably in the works as we speak. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Tim Allen, after a Brewers uh, tough loss, they have the lead one zip in the seventh, end up losing 3-1 to one on 1250 AM, the fan and Odyssey station. The game's over, and Tim Allen is taking your calls now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on The Fan. Dial him up now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Yeah, tough loss today as the Brewers fall in game one of this three-game set in St. Louis. 3-1 the final. The Brewers had the lead one zip in the seventh inning, but... A defensive half by um, Robertson uh, ties the game there. Drew Rasmussen uh, gets beat on uh, by Nolan Arenado with, uh, I don't know, a fastball, little middle in, uh, just just about where you would want it to hit a two-run game-winning home run. This team, 799-1250, what do you think this team needs? This team needs a reliever. 
You have to give Craig Council the tools to get his job done in the middle frames, to get to Williams, to get to Hader. You couldn't get there. Hader was available today. I, I think you'd, you'd have uh, seen him in the ninth had they gotten there, even probably in a tie game. But let's figure this out. Drew Rasmussen is the Jeremy Jeffress of the electric dudes. Is that what we're supposed to understand here? And I like Drew Rasmussen. Guys, I do. I think he's got tremendous potential. But not now. They're a pitcher short. So who is it then? Okay, Suter, you have your long man. Yardley's sort of a situational righty. Although he finds himself in the highest of leverage situations because what else are you going to do? Josh Lindblom has yet to be defined in the role in that bullpen. I I don't know what to tell you. They need a pitcher. They need a Jeremy Jeffress type. Oh, how about this? Jeremy Jeffress is available. Now it gives you a different complexion. If you get either Jeffress, and he's, and he's on, let's face it. I mean, he's had some, uh, some, some issues over the years, but he had a nice year last year. I, I'm not quite sure I'm fully understanding why Jeremy Jeffress is not in, in the major leagues right now. But imagine if you've got the Jeffress, then you work around that in those seventh, eighth inning roles. Then you've got the Williams and Hayter. You're probably going to see a move here pretty quick, and it just might be one of the pitchers um, acquired in that Orlando Arcia deal. You might see it immediately. 799-1250. The other thing I think this team needs now is, is the offense needs to just relax a little bit. Guys, relax. Starting to come around a little bit. You are. It's coming around. Just relax. Lorenzo Cain said there's a little pressure. I was surprised to hear that. They're pressing a little bit. Okay, got to chill out. Just it's it's. I'm going to show some patience here. I'm also going to show some patience in Woody being removed after 74. Uh, Evan, do you want to check that? What was Burns today? Was he mid 80s? His pitch count. It yeah. was 86. Yeah, 86. I don't have a huge problem in in uh, just the six innings for, for Burns today. Because again, we're going to have to, to show some patience as they, you know, work their strength and length up here in uh, 2021's championship season. So I'll show some patience there. But the offense needs to relax a little bit, to coin a phrase from Aaron Rodgers, and they need an arm. Stearns, you got to get this. You got to make a move. I'm not saying make a trade. I'm just saying make a roster move and get some some fresh arms in here. Not at the expense of who? Well, the option guy would be Rasmussen. But they are longing for that seventh inning power pitcher. That's what they're missing right now. A seventh inning power pitcher. Not a wiggle guy like Yardley. Not a undefined Josh Lindblom. Boxberger, okay, once he gets settled in, maybe he's the guy. Maybe. We'll see as we move along. He's been a little bit of a godsend, <laughs> actually. Uh, has uh, has pitched well in his in his performance this year. This year, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh, let's go to Gary. Gary, you're on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show. What's going on, franchise? I hope you are doing well, my friend. Um, 
I hate to say it, but I completely disagree with you with what this team needs. If you okay. have solid hitting, it can cover up for weak pitching. They are not hitting right now. They are not scoring runs. And by that standpoint, you need your pitching staff to be perfect. And no pitching staff is ever perfect. Let me ask you this, Tim. If I would have told you that through seven and two-thirds innings, the Brewers would have shut out the Cardinals, realistically, what would you have think the result of that game would have been? That should be an automatic victory. Exactly. So, And if you look at the first week of the season or so, their pitching, by and large, has been okay. Have they allowed, and I'm, I don't have the box scores in front of me, I don't think they've allowed more than five runs yet this season, have they? I don't think so. Okay. And on the flip side, have they scored more than five runs? Six opening day. Okay. So one one outlier. Um, but you are asking the pitching staff to pick up for what is an atrocious offense, and it starts and ends in the infield. You have never addressed since Prince Fielder has left. I've been banging this drum for almost 10 years now. You have never replaced uh, Prince Fielder at first with a quality first baseman. This organization's philosophy, regardless of who's in charge, is that oh, we'll just stick a guy over there. No. Mm-hmm. You look at the difference between the Cardinals and the Brewers, the Cardinals were willing to go out and get a quality third baseman. And who beat them today? Hmm. Oh, the third baseman. It's a great point, Gary. It, it really is. And, and again, the pitching staff gives up three runs, but you're right. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. Seven and two-thirds shutout, right. Or seven, I think it was seven and a third. Arenado hit it with one out. Man, all right, thank, thank you, Gary. So how do you fix it? I mean, Keston here is not helping, guys. Let's face it. Yelich is okay, right? Shaw's been... Probably a little bit better than we thought. Has Wong performed? Has Bradley performed? I think Bradley's like just as bad as uh, Keston here. I think he's one for 19. So where does the offense come from? Omar Narvaez has been stepping up. So you're looking at you're you're looking at a shortstop position that it has not and we're on shortstop watch for sure because of that trade. But where is the offense gonna come from? Well, it's gotta come from Keston Hira just being Keston Hira. Yelich has yet to hit for power, which is uh which is coming. I mean, his at bats are, are far superior than last year. The offense is gonna do a little bit better. Guys, it, it will. How much better? I'm not sure. I don't think they're going to be a home run hitting team at all. I don't. I think they'll be middle, of probably bottom third in terms of homers this year. Literally in the NL, they'll be bottom third, one of the bottom five teams. But where's the offense going to come from? It's got to come from within. There's there's nowhere else to go. There's no hot, highly touted prospect to, to, to bring up that's scorching the baseball. That's ready. And that has, has had enough minor league experience. This has to come from within. I'm nervous about Keston Hira. And I can tell you that um, I, I think he'll break out of this, but I'm, I'm nervous for him. I really am because that's a huge thing. The second 
they pull him off first and go to Vogelbach, that is a crushing blow for Keston Hira. His psyche, his confidence, maybe even his future, dare I say that, after a year, don't do it. You're going to have to ride this thing out with Keston Hira. I think it's, again, I know you're looking for some offense, but I think that may have some devastating results if you make any sort of move to Keston Hira and bring him, bring him off that uh, first base. Now we get to, uh, we will hear from Craig Council. Uh, also, Corbin Burns, we'll hear from him too, another outstanding performance. No, uh, no question. We get to questioning whether or not the Brewers were really, really involved in getting a third baseman this year. Turner, Arenado, Evan Heffelfinger, do you think they were really, truly involved in trying to acquire both either one of those players? I think Justin Turner, absolutely. Uh, th- from what we heard, the offer that was reportedly made by the Brewers, that sounds like they were legitimate about it. So I think they really did try for Justin Turner. Arenado, I don't know if we ever heard anything about that. I really wish that they would have been involved. I mean, seeing the package that the Cardinals had to trade the Brewers absolutely could have matched that. Yep, yep. And the crazy thing is, and this is more just on the Rockies and confidence more than anything, but the Rockies are paying the Cardinals for Nolan Arenado. Mm-hmm. So the Brewers absolutely could have absorbed some of that cost of Arenado, given up a couple of prospects. You might have had to lose someone like, excuse me, Ethan Small or, I don't know, maybe Corey Ray, something like that. But you would get one of the best third basemen in the league. You'd get a guy who has been a continuous MVP candidate, one of the best defenders, and you really didn't give up that much. And you would relieve pressure on Keston Hira. No kidding. And he's he's just the more the more we get deeper into the season, and he's still scuffling. Had the double today. Okay, that's a that's a good start. But my goodness, one for twenty three. With 11 strikeouts. There's a tremendous amount of pressure on that kid, and that would have just relaxed it a little bit. Um, but he'll come around. I, I'm convinced of that. But don't don't have a quick trigger finger. With Keston Hira, this organization better not. You, we're going to have to have some, some growing pains, and we forget that growing pains. The kid's young, hasn't played a year in the big leagues yet. So I will wait on that offense. The rest of it, Garcia, Bradley, Kane stepping up in his limited play. Let's face it, his limited play. Yelich is going to do just fine. Shaw is stepping up. It's just not, they're not doing what I thought they would do. And that's keep the line moving. Man, you just cannot, you get one in, two on, nobody out in this game. One in, two on, and nobody out, and the rally stops right there with just the one run scored. You got to string together some of these three, four, five run innings. Guys, they don't, they're in trouble offensively. So keep your eyes on that, too. Let's hear from uh, Corbin Burns after the break here, and then we'll still hear from Craig Council, I'm sure. Well, maybe he won't. I hope he doesn't. I haven't heard it yet. Um, I'd like to hear it fresh. 
As you guys know, over the years, I don't like to know what he said. I just react to it. Please don't tell me that the pitch by Rasmussen was a good pitch. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hoping for right now. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Tim Allen, Brewers Fall, game one of this three-game set in St. Louis. They had the lead in the seventh. Yardley in some trouble. Robertson, a, a defensive error, really, was what it was. And I don't know what he was thinking there. And just the lack of offense. Credit the St. Louis Cardinals defense, though, despite the one uh, or two errors in that third inning to allow the only uh, Brewers run to score. They played some pretty damn good defense today. This, this, this should have had a little bit different outcome. Game of inches is what they say. We'll be back. 1250 AM, the fan and Odyssey station. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with scoop from the skipper on the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show on the fan. Yeah, 3-1 the final. The Brewers fall in game one of this three-game set. And again, you know, I, I try to uh, just look at the bright side almost always. But sometimes I get off on a little tangent here. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show. So let's talk about the, the good things first before we get to uh, Craig Council. That would be Corbin Burns. And I'm starting to get sold on the one-two punch. Are you? The Woody and Burns. Now, I'm going to leave Freddie Peralta out of this conversation just for now. We, we need to see more out of Freddie as a starter, for sure. But the Woody Burns thing? I mean, my goodness. Get this team to the postseason. Get them to the postseason with those two studs. Because you'll see a difference. And really... I think what you're looking at here through the first week's worth of games uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers, imagine yourself watching uh, playoff baseball. These are the types of games that are playoff baseball. These are the types of low-scoring moments in a playoff game baseball. You look at the first inning, the catch. Carlson made on, on Lorenzo Cain. Huge play in this game. Did we know it at the time? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Yeah, there's plenty of time. Still eight eight innings of baseball left. But it almost feels like they're playing playoff baseball at, at, at this point. These games are close. These games are just teetering on the brink throughout the whole game. A couple go to extras. You get a two-run game here. You had a two-run game against Minnesota. You had a one-run game opening day. I mean, guys, this this is it just reminds me of that. Now, again, that means the pitching is good against the offense. So I'll give a little pass. They're facing tough pitching. Wainwright's not that tough anymore. Guys, this offense should have put up they should have put up runs against Adam Wainwright today. This offense does need to pick it up. And they need a, a, a reliever. And who that is, in what way, shape, or form that takes, I'm not sure yet. But it won't surprise me that the uh, call has been made already. 
to get an arm in here. There's an off day for travel here uh, for, for this particular pitcher coming in, but I think you'll see it. And it's probably going to be at the expense of Drew Rasmussen. So we'll see. Let's hear from uh, Craig Council. Um, I, you know, I don't want to hear that uh, the Rasmussen was a good pitch. I don't think I will because that was just a fa- fastball. Just He did not locate the fastball. Had no business going inside on a fastball to Arenado anyway. But let's hear from Craig Council. I know he's pleased with Corbin Burns' performance. Here's Counts after the loss. Craig, it's hard to imagine a starting pitcher having two better outings than Corbin's had it. Starting with stranding that guy at third base with no outs. After that, he was, again, no hits. Corbin pitched excellent. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, he, you know, leadoff hitter, and then it was uh, he got dialed in and made some huge pitches in the first inning and then got on, you know, got, got pretty locked in at, at that point um, and just, just pitched beautifully. Craig, when you look at, at him and Woodruff both, these are some pretty electric outings and neither has had too much to show for it so far is just sort of the idea to be keep pitching like this and the results will come. Yeah, well, we won yesterday. So, I mean, you know, um, you know, we, we got, you know, we got to score a little more. There's no question about it, but, uh, you know, we, it's good. We got two guys that are, that are pitching well, um, that are off to good starts. They got a lot of confidence in what they're doing. So, uh, we'll, we'll, that's going to help us down the road. We know that. Hey, Craig, I know um, Colton came out um, toward the end of that game. Was that an issue, like an, an oblique? Yeah, he, he re-aggravated his oblique. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kind of diagnose it tomorrow a little more, see how he wakes up feeling, um, and go from there. Craig, the ball obviously found Robertson right away. Then you think it was the slip, the indecision, both? Like what what got him on that play? Yeah, probably a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the slip helped. Um, uh, it, after he slipped, it took a little bit to get his feet underneath him. So, um, you know, that, that was – I think that was the issue, yeah. Craig, so often with a great pitcher, if you get him in the first inning, that's your best chance in low – you know, really hit that ball well, and Carlson made a pretty remarkable play. He, yeah, he, he made a great play. Um, you know, Lowe had two good at-bats with men in scoring position and lined out to third, and then and the ball, the play for Carlson is saves three runs. Um, you know, that was a wonderful play. So they, they played good defense. Um, you know, they, they, they did give us the run in, in the, the third, but, um, you know, the the play in the ninth by, by Edmund was a big play against Vogelbach. Um, so they, they played some nice defense and, um, you know, and then, and we had two, two pretty good chances against Wainwright and just weren't able to cash in. Craig, uh, Rasmussen is a young guy with a really good arm, but he's had a tough start to the season here. Does that worry you, you know, confidence wise with him or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think like this is those are innings that uh, we're going to need um, Rasmussen in. Um, it's you know it's a right-handed inning, um, and we need him in those innings. Look at early in the season, we're, we're, we've got to be careful with our pitching. I think that's that's a must. Um, but at the same time, right-handed innings, you know, are the innings for Drew for Drew to succeed in um, at this point where he's at, and so. Um, we're going to need him in any of those innings. And those are, those are innings that he, um, his stuff is built for. 
the thing you about being the, the thing you just said about being careful with the starters. We're seeing that across the league as you guys transition from 60 to 162. And the average fan might not understand it, but you've got to do it, don't you? You've got to you can't let these guys go to 100 pitches yet, can you? If ever. Well, I mean, this, this is again, we're at, you know, we're at game seven of 162 of, of possibly 30 more starts. Um, and we, we, we can't get behind now, you know, and, and this is just not the time to push. Um, you know, the same goes for the guys in the bullpen. And, you know, this, we, we can't push them right now. We, we, there's a couple of guys that have thrown the ball well that have, you know, pitched a pitched a bunch too. So um, we we've this is what we have to do, and we have to play the long game here. Um, I have every baseball season requires that, and, and this probably probably as much as any. Um, we're pitching really well, and um, we're we're gonna score more. Um, I'm excited that our pitching's off to this start. Uh, this is what we hoped for. This is what we thought we could do on the mound. Um, to know that we're doing it right off the bat is, is, is really exciting. Craig, on the offensive side, how encouraged are you with what you've seen from Travis so far? Yeah, well, it's, you know, I mean, I think that some of the, you know, when, I, when a guy like Travis comes in, you're, you know, you want him just to be a contributor. And, and um, at this point, he's helping do, a, helping do a little bit more than that. So it's, um, you know, he's going to play a big role, probably bigger than we thought when we signed him, you know, already um, with the trade of Orlando. Um, so it's, it's an important, important note that he's off to a good start for sure. We usually get kind of caught up in power numbers with guys like that, but the fact that he's getting hits and having good at bats, that kind of like the foundation of success for a guy like him. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for Travis, um, you know, Travis is not going to be a, a high average hitter. His strength, he's, he's going to hit the ball out of the park. He's going to walk. Um, you know, I, he's going to square the ball. Today, today he squared a bunch of balls up, but um, he, he dumped a hit in there in the first, just getting jammed, which is a great thing to do. Uh, the ability to do it is it, it should happen with for good hitters. Um, so, I mean, I think the overall package of him is, is off to a good start. Um yeah, the base hits. I think I don't. I understand what you're saying. The base hits are always a good sign. The line drives. Um, it's always a good sign. But um, you know, the I personally was a huge fan of the opposite field three run homer. Uh, that that was a big, 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 big fan of that too. So, and the walks is he's 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 really good. At, he's good at plate discipline. He, he generally does not chase, um, and that's that'll get him on base. Do you think Keston gets to exhale just a little bit, just getting that first hit out of the way? Well, I mean, look, Keston's a guy we got to get going. Um, you know, he he needs to be in the middle of this offense. Um, you know, that that's that's you know, I'd probably that's the guy we have to get going. Um, we need him to be a good offensive player, um, and so hopefully, uh, hopefully today was the start of it. Craig, just to circle back to Wong, I wanted to make sure I understood the severity of it. You make it sounds like this is not good, right? I mean, if it's low bleak two days in a three days in a row, whatever is, is yeah. This a I mean, it, it's it's you know, I, I think the injured list is a possibility. I don't, it's not a sure thing. So I guess maybe that's the way to frame it. Um, 
you know, the, 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 I think the injured list is a, is a distinct possibility, but it, we're not definite on it yet. So it's not, you know, we're going to, we're going to give him, uh, see how he feels when he wakes up tomorrow. He's still got pretty, pretty good strength, which is a great sign. So we'll see what, what he feels like when he wakes up and, and figure out what to do from there. Well, there he is. Craig council, not good news on Colton Wong, uh, injury list, a, possibility for the Brewers second baseman and and that's not a good thing however you just uh, move Lorenzo Kane right there to that leadoff spot and let him lead that might be uh that might be something to get the Brewers offense going you you heard Craig Council say you have to get the offense going we're going to have to get Keston Hira going and you wonder if there was just too much riding on Keston's uh in terms of expectations um I think he's he's one of the better barrel-to-ball guys uh, in the league. I do, and I'm going to stick with that. But, you know, that patience, is it, it wears on you guys. It it, it really does. Uh, this offense is going to have to get together. But Craig Council is right. Uh, Got to be uh, really overjoyed with, with really collectively the entire pitching staff. You think about these guys with, with the offense doing what they're doing, which isn't a ton keeping them in every game, making these things close, keeping yourself in, you know, right around that 500 mark. They're now three and four after the loss today, but you got to applaud the pitching thus far uh, here in the 2021 championship season. Speaking of which, hear from Corbin Burns. We'll also hear from Keston Hira coming up. Stick around. Brewers fall three to one today. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Yeah, baseball season is a uh, game of adjustment in itself, and the Brewers are going to adjust as they uh, move along. By the way, they signed D. Gordon to a minor league deal today. Okay, we'll see. Uh, 799-1250 if you want to jump in here. Sparky from the uh, Wendy's Big Show. Hey, offense and an arm. Agreed or no? Why are you panicking for? I mean, we're we're only a week into the season, and you're. I've, I don't think I've ever heard you in 16 years be so panicky a week into a season. Well, there's tipping points here, and there's indicators this offense needs to get their stuff together because the pitching's holding up their end of the bargain, and the offense simply is not. Fine. I, I agree. And we went over this today on the big show, and I read off some of the averages and on-base percentages a lot of these guys, and there's no way they're going to play like this all year. Uh, there's just no way. I mean, Kessin here before he was hitting, was hitting zero. Okay, he's not going to hit zero all year. He already broke the, the streak after 20 yep. uh, at-bats. He got a double. So, the hitting's going to be fine. I'm, I'm not really all that concerned about that. The Drew Rasmussen saying, yeah, fine. A couple of bad outings, I agree. Yardley, I was never a fan of to begin with, so take that for whatever you want. Uh, but, yeah, you want to take advantage when you have Burns and Woodruff pitching masterpieces, essentially, uh, and then they don't get credit for the wins. Your bullpen blows up a little bit. Again, if it was me, I'm counsel. I'm bringing I'm bringing Hater in like I'm bringing Hater in early, and I'll figure out the ninth when I get to the ninth. 
But I'm not letting that dude face Arenado. Like, that was not happening. If it was me, I would have wanted to grab Hader and said, okay, we're not going to allow this to happen. And when we get to the ninth, I'll figure out who's pitching then. But I would have wanted to got Hader early. I wouldn't have sat and waited and hoped you got to the ninth inning at that point. But again, because it's April, he's not going to do that. If this was September, would he have done it? I think he might have. I don't think Williams was necessarily available today. So had you gone to Hader there, two things would have happened. Number one, you would have set the precedent that he is not your prototypical closer. You, you've just opened that door. And I'm okay with that, too. I agree. But it also had what happens if it stays there tied. Because, again, Yardley uh, gave up the run. Well, Robertson gave up the run in that seventh inning. But it's yes. a tie ball game there. And then if it goes into extras, this is a Josh Lindblom game at that point. See where they're right. at here in that bullpen? That's what I'm saying. They need a power arm. They need one high-leverage well, power arm right now. You just got two of them in that trade for Arcia. Yep, yep. So, you know, is he going to go get one of them to come up here and see how he does? I'm not quite sure. I, I just – I'm not where you are. I mean, I get why you're there. Clearly, I understand why you're there. Um, I'm just not there yet. I'm trying to be more patient about this. Because I just think they're going to be really good, man. I do. I think 92 wins is something that's going to happen because this offense is going to get going. And I don't think you're going to have five, six-game losing streaks because of how good the the Woodruff and Burns is and maybe Peralta. We'll see. Uh, but because they're so good, you're not going to have those long losing streaks. But I do think True. when this offense gets to cooking, you're going to see six, seven, eight, nine-game winning streaks throughout the course of this year. And they're going to be mowing people over because teams aren't going to be able to stop them, and they're not going to be able to score enough to keep up with them. That's, so in Wainwright, and I heard what you said about Wainwright. Well, yeah, he's not Adam Wainwright that, that he was in the past. True. Agreed. No, no doubt. But this offense isn't what it's, what it's going to be by the end of the year either. So Yeah, well, Jackie Bradley Jr., um, Garcia, Keston Hira, these guys need to get going. I mean, uh, Luis Urias, I – We'll see. And, and I think he's got a bright future, and I think he recaptures some of those well, minor league numbers. But the big league numbers, they, they don't look good early on. There's well, more patience. So, hold on. So, Sparky, we're going to have to show patience in Keston Hira. Yes. Luis Urias. Yes. Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh-huh. There's, there's but I don't. But, but wait a second here. On Urias, I, I don't know about that because, I, I you know me, I'm a conspiracy theory guy, right? I think they knew they had D. Gordon when they traded Arcia. They knew they were going to bring him in. And I think they're not convinced maybe themselves about Urias and are getting D. Gordon as the insurance plan because D. Gordon also can be that prototypical leadoff hitter for you at the top of the lineup. And if here is not going to work, Colton Wong can bounce down to two and Keston here can go down to six. And now all of a sudden that lineup looks a lot better than with Urias in it if, if D. Gordon is D. Gordon of two years ago in 2019. If yeah. that's the D. Gordon we get, then, and again, that's not, you know, all-star D. Gordon, but that's like, you know, 30 stolen bases and like 280. If he does that, that's more than good enough for the shortstop position and for a leadoff hitter on this team. Again, so, low-cost, okay. high reward. Yep, yeah, and I'll follow the conspiracy here, too. And I think the emanation of this conspiracy was Orlando Arcia behind the scenes I think he wanted out, Stevie. I do. I think he requested it when once they said you, you're not going to play shortstop for the most part in the spring training. Right. We're gonna we're gonna get you reps at third. I do believe this. 
that he asked for a trade. So that being said, maybe D Gordon does fall into this conspiracy pocket. So then, and, and it also is attached to a, another power arm. So they move Arcia to fill of a, a need there because I think they know they're an arm short. They, they are a high leverage arm short and maybe they grab two of them. They got a two double the chances to get that guy D Gordon's in the conspiracy. The conspiracy goes to Arcia asking to be traded. And the final thing in the deep, deep conspiracy here, and you get a kick out of this, maybe it is Luis Urias and D Gordon to bridge the gap to Bryce Terang. Oh, yeah, I think Bryce Terang is a long-term answer for sure. Or, or they think Bryce Terang can have enough pop where he ends up playing third for this team long-term, and that's why they're not too worried about third base going forward. And that's why Travis Shaw is kind of just, you know, biding time there for the next year or so. And Terang maybe is your third baseman next year. If a Urias is to work out uh, like they hope he does. Um, Well, we're all hoping he does. This offense needs to get it together. Okay. You have a little more patience than I do. I have patience with the pitching and I have patience with Craig council lifting these guys. Maybe Woody yesterday, another inning, but that was, I mean, 74 pitches, but Woody admitted he emptied the gas tank in the seventh inning. So, okay. But you also heard him say later on, uh, uh, (laughs) basically he said that's, I'm not coming out of that ball game later on this year. So, you know, 86 for Burns, I'm fine with today. Right. And that's fine. But again, remember who the manager is here. I, I don't, I'll be shocked. I will. I'll be shocked. If we see Woodruff throwing 100-plus pitches on a consistent basis and Burns throwing 100-plus pitches on a consistent basis, first of all, that's just not console style. Second of all, coming off of last year in the abbreviated season and hearing what David Stearns told us on the big show, like, like it'd be kind of surprised if somebody got 30 or more starts. I, I, I will be shocked if he does allow them to pitch like it's a regular season because even when it was a regular season, he wasn't allowing guys to go that long. You heard him today. He said you got a front end. You watch it at the front end here because you're in a pennant race in September. Okay, good luck lifting a Corbin Burns after or a Woody after 75 pitches. That right. they need to build that up now. So that's why you know this bullpen is so important. That's that's why this bullpen is vital right now, and they're, they're going to have to fix it. And and if they're if if the offense isn't going to score. Uh, until they get going, okay, then the bullpen's going to have to win these games because we know the starters are winning these games in theory. I have one more for you. I'll go back to Keston here for a second because I had a caller today on the big show bring up that he has less patience than I do because I said that if by the end of this series, Keston here doesn't have like more than one hit or something, you're going to have to get him out of that two-hole and drop him down a six or seven uh, and put somebody else up in that two-hole. Maybe it's not bias, and I don't really Maybe. care – if he's a prototypical two guy or not, but you got to do something at this point. Um, and he said, well, to heck with that. If he doesn't figure it out, I, I put him back down in the minors, let him figure it out down there and then bring him oh, back man. up. That's I, just... I, now I'm not there at that point, but mm-hmm. I am willing to move him down in the lineup. If he doesn't get going this weekend, Lorenzo Kane, what has he done to earn the, the right to bat sixth or seventh for the Milwaukee Brewers? Uh, well, this year he's been kind of clutch. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you're just looking at career numbers and stats, and, you know, Council's going to give that vet the the added um, 
rope, I guess, before he's willing to pull him or move him down in the lineup. And he's making a whole bunch of money, too, by the way. Don't forget Kane's, that. Kane's your two-hitter. It's, it's going to go left, right, left. And that'll be Juan Kane, Yelich. And that would be super good. Hey, Keston, move him to five or six. Yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. I'm, I'm totally fine if you want to move Kane to two. I thought you were kind of saying, like, he hasn't done enough to be down there at that spot. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I guess from that standpoint, if you want to move him to two, fine. I just think the reason here is that two is because if you're a counsel, you're hoping that he's going to see better pitches with Yelich behind him, that, you know, people yeah. are going to not want to pitch to Yelich, so he'll see better pitches. And that necessarily maybe hasn't happened because Yelich himself wasn't doing all that great uh, until, what, the last game or so. And he hasn't been producing either. No, and and I think there's just a a, a lot of pressure on Keston here, and we got to remember that he he's expected to be the second best hitter on this team. Quite frankly, isn't he? Is that fair to say? The uh, yeah, I think from a count perspective, from a count perspective, I think he is the second best hitter on this and, team. And then you from throw a, a first base position at him, and then on top yeah. of it, that for a guy that played coming into this season, you know, 135, 140 games in the big leagues, that's a lot of pressure. You got to that's probably the most patience I have is Keston Hira in all of this. And the other thing I don't quite understand is what, what you told him, well, I'm keep your second base club. You might play some second. First of all, you just sent Colton Wong to a, a contract. Second of all, you think he's going to improve defensively at second by playing first base? That somehow is going to make him better as a defensive second baseman? I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think in two years now all of a sudden he's going to know how to play defense at second because he's been playing first for two years. Like, I just don't see any way how he goes back to being a starting everyday second baseman for this Brewers team. And if this doesn't work out at first base, I think you can say toodles to Keston Hira on this team. And, he'll have, and he's got a hit in order to be a DH somewhere else. So if he doesn't hit, they're really going to be screwed. Oh my goodness, that that is just horrifying to even think about. So we'll we'll show the patience and whatever good luck charms we have for Keston here, use them. All right, Sparky, uh, more Brewers conversation among other things tomorrow morning at ten o'clock. Wendy's Big Show, and you you're later. on at ten thirty-five tomorrow. So ten thirty-five, yeah, I'll I'll join you guys. Sounds good. All right, talk all to right, you. take it easy. There he is, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, Wendy's Big Show, talking some Brewers baseball. Little throwback. To old post-game show days. Mm. Mm. All right, uh, running too late to get to Burns. I know we're inside the clubhouse here, but it was the fan clubhouse. And we went with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer there. We will hear from Keston Hira. We will hear from Corbin Burns. Stick around. Brewers fall tonight. Uh, I should say this afternoon, uh, the opening uh, game of the St. Louis Cardinals home schedule Not good for the crew in game one, 3-1 final. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on 1250 AM The Fan and Odyssey Station. The game's over, and Tim Allen is taking your calls now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on The Fan. Dial him up now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM The Fan. And the Brewers fall today, three-one. The final. I, uh, I, I take these losses a little bit tougher than I do the seven-to-one losses. The seven-to-one runaways, fine. Those are going to happen throughout the season. But a game, mid-to-late game, that you have the lead and it's sort of taken from you. Those are the tough ones. They really are. All all losses are are tough, and I understand. A little bit tougher here. 
when you're in a position to take this game, you're literally seven outs from a, a victory. And who knows, maybe things play out a little bit different if uh, Rasmussen gets out of that eighth inning and stays tied at 1-1, or if Robertson doesn't have the, uh, the blunder at second base, if, if Wong doesn't tweak the oblique, maybe they're not. See, all these things in a close game all play a big part of this. But Corbin Burns, make no mistake, a stud. Six innings, one hit, no runs, no walks, and nine strikeouts. A brilliant performance again for Corbin Burns. Uh, let's go inside the clubhouse and hear from the Brewers' right-hander. Corbin, I, I know the team hasn't gotten the results it wants from your two starts, but you must be very pleased the way you've thrown the ball. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the ball, ball's been coming out great. Um, I wasn't as crisp today as I was the other day. Um, didn't quite have some some of the finishing stuff, and Cutter was uh, was iffy uh, for most of the day. But uh, yeah, I was still able to throw the ball well, and um, I think you know, we were just a, a, you know a big hit or two short there of, uh, of getting Wayno out early. Corbin, what about the way that you were able to have such a efficient innings after that long 24 pitch first inning? Yeah, I mean, those guys were, they were up there swinging the bat today. Um, yeah, I don't know if the scouting report was a swing earlier or what, but they, they all came out swinging. Um, and so we were able to, uh, once we got into that, you know, the kind of that heart of that order, um, kind of use that to the, to our advantage with, with throwing some stuff, uh, you know, hard into the righties, getting some weak contact early. So we were able to, to rebound from the, uh, the, uh, the high pitch count first. Corbin, we're seeing that the Brewers are being very careful with pitch counts early in the season. Um, how tough is it to sort of have some shackles out there? Uh, that wasn't a, that wasn't a pitch count thing today. Um, when I went out for the sixth, um, I, everyone probably saw it. I was just wasn't able to get my legs. Um, we just don't have the legs underneath us yet. Um, you know, Woody, I know Woody kind of the same thing. It's something that. As the uh, as the season goes along, that's that's kind of what you get is you know you start to get your legs underneath you and you able to go deeper in the game. So um, today came out and you know, had to have three out to to Edmund and two out there to to Carpenter. Just we just weren't able to stay in the legs there in the uh, sixth inning. Corbin, it's it's so hard to avoid a run with a runner on third and no outs, and you did it in the first inning. You must have made some really good pitches when you needed to. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, Edmund in that first day be, uh, you know, maybe work a little bit. Um, he fouled some pretty good pitches and um, eventually got to the point he got, he got a pitch that I left that out of the plate that he hit. But um, yeah, after that, we were kind of bear down and made some really good pitches, uh, you know, some good hitters, and we were able to, uh, to leave him third there. Is it frustrating to not have a victory when you have two great parts like that? No, I mean, it's. And, you know, it's baseball. We we had um, you know two good guys matched up against me in, in Barrios and, and Wainwright today. And you know, it's when, when you're facing some of the better pitchers in the league, it all it takes is you know one big hit early on, or to trying to get them out of the game early. And um, you know, unfortunately, we just we haven't had that big hit. But um, you know, it's the offense is there, and it's it's come along. That's you know, there's no doubt in my mind there. Do you, do you answer Corbin? Do you feel Corbin if you just you said you weren't as crisp today, but you were effective anyway. Do you feel like if you just kind of stay where you are now, this is going to be a great season for you? Yeah, I mean, I don't like to look, look at the results side of it. Um, you know, for me, I want to go out and prepare each week to, to go out there and give the best stuff I got. And, um, you know, this week preparation, everything was good. I uh, just came out today and we just, you know, weren't real crisp with the, with the cutter. 
Um, you know, pushed a few too many changes. Had a couple of good changeups. Curveball was good today, but um, yeah, just as far as as the cutter was concerned, um, you know, what wasn't great with it today, but you know, that's something that um, you know we, we got to work and do our homework this week, and you know, we'll see where we're at uh, you know, come Thursday. Right. Great performance from Corbin Burns today. Six shutout innings on one hit and nine strikeouts, and. You know, uh, a a great sign as well when Corbin Burns admits that eh, he didn't have his best stuff today. That's the sign of the elite when they don't have their best stuff and they still compete at that type of level. Man, I don't know what they did in that pitching lab, but uh, <laughs> you should really patent that thing, and maybe they have because they might be on to something, and Corbin Burns would be the example of that. Keston Hira, maybe there should be a hitting lab at this point. Oh, that wasn't fair. Uh, Keston did get off the snide today, had a uh, double in his second at-bat, scored the lone Brewers run, and uh, he had this to say after the Brewers' loss. Keston, how happy were you just to see a ball fall, and do you think that's what you needed to get going? Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels good. Um the start of the season hasn't been so great. So it definitely sees a very good to see a ball hit the grass for once. I actually, it was almost caught. I don't know what would have happened if he would have caught that. Um, but no, it feels good. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, once that, once I see that, you know, more will fall, you know, feel better at the play. I felt overall, um, for the whole, whole day, all the events, and I felt pretty good up there and, um, was able to see some pretty good pitches and, um, put some good swings out, you know, I was pretty happy about. So, um, yeah, I just got to, got to build off that and, uh, you know, take it the next day or I guess two days. Keston, it is such a small sample size, which is how do you assess like the quality of your at-bats up until this point without the results? Yeah. I mean, you no, know, this, the swing, um, you know, what, what's getting me right now is, you know, when I, there's a ball that, you know, I know I can do a lot of damage with and, um, you know, I mean, they're swinging through it or, um, you know, getting weak contact on it. You know, those are the ones where, you know, kind of gets me a little upset and stuff. Um, so it's more so about um, the swing at quality. You know, a lot of that happens where you have to swing at quality pitches and um, being able to to do that, you know, that definitely helps you kind of get going at the plate. Um, you know, once you see pitches, you swing at better pitches, then there's going to be better contact. So, um, you know, just, just taking it, you know, pitch by pitch and, and trying to, to win every pitch uh, via bat. So today, um, Know that I feel like I said it will see a decent amount of pitches today and, and not swinging many, uh, many balls. So, um, you know, I was happy about that. Testing haven't haven't played tons of second base. You empathize with Robertson getting in the game, getting shifted, and then kind of getting caught in between. And just what was your view of of what happened on that play? Uh, yeah, I mean, when you're in the shift, it, it's always a weird kind of scenario, uh, especially you know when. Uh, you have runners on base as well because, um, you know, imagine there if there was one out, you know, who who's covering second base for a double play and stuff like that. So it, that's just stuff where um, it, it's a very weird play and doesn't happen very often. So, um, no, obviously that it was kind of sprinkling, drizzling the whole game. You know, the field's wet, um, ball's going to get wet. Um, I think it looked like he slipped a little bit in the beginning. Um, and he has a strong arm. You know, he, he was able to, to gather himself and make a good throw over to, you know, at least get a chance at, at first base. But, um, you know, O'Neal is a pretty fast runner. So um, it's just it was just kind of one of those weird plays where um, either got to commit to going all out at second base or, um, you know, going to first. But, you know, being in the shift where there's no one to, um, 
you know, cover that base uh, at that moment, um, it's definitely difficult and, and something that uh, doesn't get, doesn't come up a lot. Hey, Keston, uh, Counts just told us that Colton could end up on the injured list with that oblique. You think he'll go back to second base if that happens? Uh, I mean, you have coverage at first base, but you don't have a lot of coverage in the middle of the infield right now. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm open to, to whatever happens. Um, and I just actually just talked to Colton recently, so I just found out, you know, he's doing a little mild strain, so hopefully it won't be too long. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it's something where – um, we have a lot of versatility, you know, we have, you know, Vogue Young, um, you know, plays first base as well. So if we can get in the line, swing a hot bat, you know, that's great. Uh, so, I mean, we, you know, wherever, wherever they ever tell me to play, you know, that's where I'm going to play and, um, you know, the best I can over there. Colton, what do you think about these outings you're seeing from Burns and Woodruff and really Freddie? I mean, it's, it's kind of no hitter watch every day. It feels like. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows, you know, our pitching pitching staff um, has a chance to, to be really successful on the mound every time they, they take it. So um, <laughs> I know hitters are not uh, excited to face our, our pitchers and, um, you know, starting pitchers, bullpen pitchers, and, you know, all the above. So uh, knowing that they can go four, five, six of giving up one hit or, or um, doing a lot of um, competing at the plate, you know, I think uh, that, that definitely – plays an you know, advantage to us and you know we just need to they kind of get behind them and, and give them some you know run support and um you know, some of that comfortable feeling of um to keep doing what they're doing and you know we got their back so uh and it's early in the season and um but you know that's something that you know we want to we want to establish that is pretty impressive stuff from keston hira right there and I, I will say this that you know we've heard a lot from keston hira uh, over the last uh, few years, I've had many conversations with him myself. That is about as sharp as I have ever heard Keston Hira. Right there, that audio we just played inside the clubhouse here. That is a great sign. It really is uh, to, to to maintain your your mental sharpness here through through what he's going through. Pretty impressive. I like that. Uh, that that was the, probably the best thing that has happened to me today. <laughs> Is that I heard Keston Hira being sharp, being positive, engaging. That's good stuff out of Keston Hira. Not down in the dumps. That's awesome. Awesome to hear from the Brewers' first baseman. Secondly, uh, speaking of second, uh, do the Brewers move him back over, go with Vogelbach or McKinney at first? Do they stay with Robertson at second base if Wong? Um if that is uh, going to be in an official nature headed to the IL, then what happens if Keston just explodes while playing second base? <laughs> then you have another decision. That'd be a good problem to have. That That is for sure. Brewers fall today, game one of this three-game set. An off day for the crew tomorrow. We'll set the stage for the matchup on Saturday. Saturday and Sunday, one fifteen games uh, from St. Louis Bush Stadium as the Brewers try to even up the uh, series with a victory on Saturday. Uh, we'll be back. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. <clears throat> is it Hauser? It's Hauser on Saturday, right? Hauser and who? Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on The Fan. Call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show 
at 12:50 a.m. The Fan. Final couple of minutes. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin post game show. Brewers fall today, three one. The final and. Yeah, not necessarily panic time, but I am just riveted on the, the, the way in which they're losing some of these games. And, and, and in some regard, uh, as we know in a 162, you're not going to win every game. There's going to be some tough losses, and I, I understand that. But my goodness, at 3-4, and four, this team, with the pitching that they've had, they should be 5-2 and two right now. And we just we just look away... Uh, uh, down the line when, you, when, when a tough one gets away. But these are the, the losses are tough. They're so close. They could be wins with not much more added to each game. This game here, a couple of inches here or there, a, a, a good A-B here or there would have made the difference in this ball game today. And I think that the, the entire uh, latter stage of this game – uh, you know, was affected by the lack of offense or the good defense from St. Louis, and I, and I understand that. You know, you heard Craig Council mention that St. Louis did play some stellar D. They, they did. Outside of that third inning where Wainwright threw it into center, Carlson misses it as well. Two errors on the play allows that one Brewers run. Uh, but after that, I mean, they took some runs off the board for uh, the Milwaukee Brewers here, and, and it, uh, you know, so you have to credit them a little bit. But again, I you know I, I asked you guys to take a look at this the other day. This has been two games thus far. Have you noticed the fastballs, called strikes, looking for this Brewers offense? And I don't know if that's uh, because the game is changing. I'm not sure if that's I'm not seeing the ball well. I'm not sure uh, this is a tough matchup for me. But on 2031, I don't believe through a week's worth of baseball, I have ever seen so many fastballs being taken for strikes for a Brewers offense. And it's becoming a little bit of an issue for me. Now I'm almost a little nerdy and I'm, I'm watching for it. Christian Yelich had one today. Now, granted, it was against a left hander. But I don't know what you're looking for, Christian. It's a 3 1 fastball, a called strike. You're looking at it. And we've seen it all season long here. And maybe the Brewers' uh, offense should uh, just get a little more aggressive. Uh, maybe that's it. Uh, there are uh, quite a few um, off-speed pitches thrown at the Brewers' offense, and, and I don't uh, blame the opposition for that at all. I'd do the same thing. And maybe that's what's making that fastball a little more effective here. But you get a dead red count. Let's uh, let's uh, think fastball adjust to the breaker. Let's let's go back to old school in that regard. Unless you're facing like a Devin Williams, I would just think change up every time <laughs> if I were facing him. Uh, Evan, uh, so the Brewers offense, uh, as we wrap up here, the Brewers offense or a power pitcher in that bullpen, which is more important right now? Well, first, would you like to know what the Brewers' batting average is right now as a team? I'm going to guess about 222. 171. Yeah, see. So hey, I, guys. I, it's hard to say because they definitely do need a pitcher to complement Devin Williams and Josh Hader. 
I mean, like we were talking off air, they've always had three guys. It was mm-hmm. Jeffress, Knable, and Hader, or somebody else would step up and be a part of that. But I feel like they need that, but they also need someone who can step up and get a clutch hit or maybe just a base hit and not strike out 35% of the time. Be patient. I, I will be a little patient, but my goodness, guys, get going. It's almost like, you, you know, you set the table, two on, nobody out, and the best you can do is a run. I mean, this is not the type of team to sit back and wait for three run homers. You know, you heard Craig Council say it in his post game today, right here on the air. Travis Shaw is not going to hit for average. So you just throw your arms up and that's okay. That's supposed to be, that's not okay for me. I don't, I don't see it that way. That's okay if Kane hits his career batting average and Colton Wong hits his career batting average. <laughs> and Keston Hira at least does something. Well, he did today. He got the double. And pretty impressive words from Keston Hira today. I was happy for that. All right, Brewers with an off day tomorrow. They're back at it. A one fifteen start in St. Louis. Game two of the three-game set. Adrian Hauser against uh, Carlos Martinez. And the Brewers can even up the series. At this point, I don't believe Colton Wong has been IL'd. I don't believe Drew Rasmussen has been uh, optioned. We'll see. More to come. More Brewers conversation tomorrow morning. Bart Winkler, uh, the Wendy's Big Show at 10, and Rami in the afternoon. You guys have a great night. I'll see you again Saturday after the last pitch as you make the switch. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. And remember, despite the outcome, smile Milwaukee. The world will smile back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.